Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. The Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Hello, welcome, 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 welcome to Sportscast Radio. I am your host, Jordan Jiskra. I'm joined today with Elijah. Elijah's back on. Elijah, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. We also have, uh, obviously, uh, the, the chairman, the originator, the one and only Ryan Cook. Ryan, how can I help you, you tonight, sir? How are uh, you doing? I am peachy. Can you hear me? I can hear you, sir. Okay. I wasn't sure because I lovely. have a different setup and I didn't know if it would work. It's all right. You sound, you sound as grisly as ever, sir. Grizzly. Uh, oh you should have saw me sprint down these stairs. I was like, oh, my God, I got I got to And I about tumbled, uh, sprained my ankle in six different ways. And uh, but all in all, everything went well. And suddenly, uh, suddenly uh, I, I knew we were in the right spot. Um, obviously, big weekend this last weekend. Uh, you know, three out of the four away teams won their games uh, to handle business for the playoffs. I definitely stress that because currently we hate the bills. Um, but that being said, uh, <laughs> our own Minnesota Vikings went down to new Orleans and pretty much every pundit on the planet, uh, picked the saints to defeat the Vikings, um, by rather large margins. Uh, oddly enough, we've literally put our money where our mouth is and, uh, and we're not rewarded, uh, just because of the bills. Um, Ryan, uh, you gave me a little sound clip to play, but I don't know if you want to play it first, or do you want me to do you want to do you want to dissect these uh, dissect this this game in particular, um, or, or first? What, what do you want to do, sir? I just I just want to say 2020 is uh, starting out to be a fantastic year. Um, watch back to back two of the greatest wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. I've never gonna have given out more five stars in a weekend in my life. The Minnesota Vikings. Albeit extremely sloppy and uh, kind of horrific, pulled out the victory. It was an, it was incredible. Um, in my draft champions on my Twitch stream today, after doing about 35 different drafts and restarts, my first stream, the first round, I acquired Timu Solani, the first time I ever saw Solani in the game, and I scored my first goal with him. Um, 2020 will continue to be fantastic at this rate. Um, the Cowboys hired a coach that um, worked it into his contract. He doesn't have to work in January and February, so that makes me happy because uh, that eliminates yes. Dallas out of my list. Um, and uh, if you could just play my sound clip, please. All right, well, let's see. Well, this, is, this is what you, you give it's, us this. It's, it's I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's probably uh... Case Keenum fans. Y'all can suck my white dong. <laughs> right, bring him back. Cool. Hey, 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 Jordan, Jordan, back. Jordan, Jordan, do it again, nah. please. Just do it one more time, oh, please. Yep, yep. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like that that elongated ass cheer that had. That, that. Yeah. Well, then the lineman almost gave him a bulldog in the locker room after he did it. It was fantastically yeah. celebrated. Pretty, pretty wild uh i love the fact that again you know we went down to new orleans um who who is kind of the unofficial official um we'll say the last what 10 years of the vikings uh nemesis in the playoffs going back to bounty gate going to um you know obviously the miracle uh and then obviously this year uh you know we we were coming out on the right side of things the last two times we'll see if they can pay dividends obviously they get to go up against the 49ers um but before getting into that uh, possible dissection or making some picks here, uh, we got some other little uh, winners and losers to round up out of the place. Uh, obviously, Seattle went into town uh, at the late game yesterday, uh, handled business against the Eagles, uh, who were also left out of that NFL spot that we talked about uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, coincidentally, they also redid that NFL spot, and there seems to be a lot more uh, a lot more Vikings in there, uh, yeah, is, is exactly, what I've noticed. That's exactly what I figured. I was looking it up, and... <laughs> And it, it was filmed before the Eagles and Cowboys were done that Sunday. 
So that's why they didn't yeah. put either team in there. So that but, part was right. But, but again, uh, the, the real the, quick the the Vikings quick. were the lock of all the teams though. So that's that yeah. one still doesn't excuse them to not be in there. But go 100%. ahead. Real quick, you guys have a great show. I got some stuff I got to take care of. Got to get ready for you, tomorrow. But uh, y'all Goodbye. have fun. Love peace, chicken grease. <laughs> Love peace and chicken grease. All right, Elijah, it's back to you and me again, which is always great. Um, did you watch all four games? Some of the games, none of the games. Where where were you on the the wild card weekend here? Well, I didn't. I was like pretty much sleeping most of the time, and I was working most of the time because this is my weekend to work. So I listened to most of the Vikings game, and I caught the ending of it while I was at work, and. I kind of kept tabs on all the other games, but really didn't get a chance to to watch them. And obviously, like I've seen highlights and stuff, so for sure. So, so the the obviously we handled business. We went down in New Orleans. Um, the play calling is still very questionable sometimes, man. You, you, that has to be a, that has to be a mild concern going forward. Um, but when they do execute, you know, they 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 seem to be doing the right thing when 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 the play calling does somehow execute, um, you know, they went, uh, what cousins went four for five on that, uh, that final drive, the overtime drive to, to, to solidify the victory. Um, yeah. but, but otherwise, you know, there's, it was touch and go. I mean, the, you know, the, the previous, uh, the previous one before that, I believe was a three and out to give the saints the ball back with 30 seconds to go. So, um, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, I, I'm always, always concerned when it comes time to when it comes for close games in the fourth quarter against clutch quarterbacks um and obviously we saw it here with the fact that we had a a two-score lead and still uh and still gave it back to um still gave it back to them to come into to overtime did you did you think when they went into overtime that oh yeah here it goes we're done no i mean i just kind of was like uh i wasn't like uh designed to the fact that we were done i just like god i hope we can pull this out so i mean i wasn't like i wasn't thinking we were we were done but i was just staying optimistic and hoping that we could pull it out honestly hmm. um there's lots of that uh let's see the uh again eagles uh i'm gonna go into before jumping we'll jump back on these uh the the vikings here because i want to touch on the uh the other overtime game last with it so um the Eagles and uh, Seattle. Seattle goes into town. Uh, Eagles obviously were probably the, uh, the the weakest of the NFC teams in there, um, given their their successes on the season. Did you did you think that Seattle had that in the bag from the jump, or was that something that uh, you thought uh, you know Eagles at home might might have a shot? Well, I I think if they would have had Carson Wentz. They might have had a shot, but once once he once Carson Wentz was kind of knocked out of the game, I figured it was over. And I mean, Russell Wilson just kind of took over after that and showed why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So without Car- without Carson Wentz, Eagles didn't really stand a chance. So I didn't think they were going to win after that happened, or they even really had a shot. Yeah, you know it's uh, it, yeah it's really interesting you say that you know the the difference between that that uh, that starting quarterback or the quarterback that got you there it's always important. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Wilson proving again why he is an MVP caliber quarterback, why he is a Super Bowl winning champion, why why he is the playmaker that he is, and why they they are always in the position to be in the hunt and uh, and be there at the end of the year. Um, uh, another cool thing for me, I'm a big fan of him. I'm glad he's he's back. Uh, beast mode looked like beast mode uh, for some plays there, as far as things go. Um, could you imagine another another running back taking uh, another running aging running back taking that much time off and coming back and being able to contribute um, in back to back games and big game situations? Obviously, against the Eagles um, is always uh, in the playoffs is going to be a, uh, a a tall order. Do you do you think there's anybody else out there um, that could come out and be uh, as productive right away. Not that I really know of off the street. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I, I um, just he's. That's why they call him Beast Mode. Yeah, I, you know, looking at the uh, the touchdown that he had, it was it was an awesome play. It was like it was like a four yard run, but uh, he, he earned every yard of it. Um, and then um, 
and then outstretches the ball to get the score. Um, Skittles for all. And that's, that's just what it is, man. I, um, I don't know. I, I think it's very apropos. And oddly enough, I think it's, I think it's, it's really, really interesting that uh, Pete Carroll's running on the goal line. I yeah. He's like, I still like, why not? Why do like all of a sudden you do it now when yeah. you should have oh, done it years ago? Yeah, if you would have did it years ago, you'd you'd have a, another championship. But I, I digress. Um, maybe maybe that's the setup right now, right? Like now it's uh, all right. Every time we're gonna rush them on the goal line, and then when it comes time for the big play, that's when we're gonna pass it again. Like maybe maybe that's how they uh, they, they they get it done this year. Um, maybe. Yeah, super awesome. But yeah, they handled business. Um, so the other game, obviously, uh, with the uh, my 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 Tennessee Titans going in and face the the Patriots at Foxborough in January. And they come out victorious, courtesy of one King Henry, putting up some yards, some touchdowns, making it happen, uh, getting Vrabel his, uh, his, his win over his former, uh, former head coach. Uh, what did you think of that game and that performance from a running back? You guys, you guys won a game in Foxborough against the Patriots in the playoffs gaining the most yards ever on Bill Belichick in a playoff game and your quarterback completed eight passes. <laughs> I I knew you would uh I knew you were going to bring out the number of passes completed. That's uh that is absolutely right. I I still think it's it's I don't know what I don't know what can actually be said if that is the case. Um you know, but again, they dominated, dominated with uh, with Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Like that is the the epitome of a workhorse. Um, yeah. 34. That's I mean, that's 5.4 yards a carry. Um, no matter how you look at it, that's a sweet stat. And um, and yeah, I mean, he put in a hundred percent of that work and made it happen. Um, Tannehill eight for 15, like you said, less. Than, Less than seventy-two or less than a hundred yards passing. He's got a touchdown and an interception on the belt there. Um, but yeah, they they proved a very stout, um, even defensively as far as that goes. Um, getting getting just enough pressure on uh, uh, on Tom Brady, who uh, did not throw a touchdown pass. Um, you know, Edelman was the guy to rush it in at that one point, and then um, you know, but uh, yeah, they and they threw you know threw the ball thirty-seven times for two hundred nine yards, but. All in all, quiet day for the offense that uh, that is the Patriots, and uh, and in a team that overall, I mean, uh, should be able to to uh, be beaten, um, given their uh, given their their weapons and talent and pedigree. But uh, Titans wanted it more. Vrabel made it happen. King Henry made it happen. Definitely proved why he's the rushing leader in the uh, rushing leader in the league, and uh, and made it pretty damn entertaining. Uh, lots of people out there uh, excited to see the Titans win uh, and uh, and see Brady end his season. Uh, similarly to um, similarly to uh, uh, oh my God, I'm suddenly uh, drawing a blank. Um, Tampa Bay quarterback, we discussed the hell out of him. Uh, Jameis, <laughs> yeah, famous Jameis Winston. Yeah, they, the uh, they both they, they both, uh, they both ended the season with a pick six. So. Um, I figure I figure if there's one way to think, make things happen, that's not a bad uh, not a bad thing. So um, yeah, it's it's an awesome awesome thing. For I just the don't think the I don't think the Patriots they don't have the weapons that they used to really. Their defense is not as good as it used to be. I just I don't like I don't think the, I just don't think they're the Patriots of old. Tom Brady's getting older. I I just think the it might be it might be time to start looking to start over for them and i think this is like probably their their one last fine i think this is their last final run honestly if uh if gronk was playing this year do you think they 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 advance it depends on if you got a healthy gronk or not i mean he definitely is a difference maker and his uh size and ability at the tight end position is a matchup nightmare for for any team but i think he helps but i don't know i just 
their defense too. Like I said, they got a they're not as good on on the defensive side of the ball as they've been in the past. So I don't know, but it was kind of it was kind of cool to see them lose the way they the way they lost though. And I usually typically don't like to say, oh, I want this team to lose or whatever. So uh, it was it was interesting. Let, let's be honest though, being 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 a a, a Minnesota fan, being a sports fan in general, if there's a team we're going to want to lose, 98% of the time, it's probably going to be the Patriots. I mean, the, the Patriots, the Yankees, like these are teams that, that these are teams that people love to hate. And I think, uh, yeah, they, they made a, Titans made a lot of people happy uh, over the weekend. Um, their uh, division mates, the Buffalo Bills went up against the Houston Texans on the road, got off to a great lead to start up to 13, nothing at half and then uh, proceeded to give the game away, um, allowing Houston to bring it to overtime and then win it by, uh, by a field goal in the end. Um, that being the second uh, overtime game of the weekend here. Uh, do you think the Bills gave that game away or Houston just game planned better on the second half, or was it just general execution that, uh, that got that to, uh, to occur? I think uh, quarterback play definitely has a ton to do with it. I mean, you have Josh Allen versus um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is, at this point, a much better quarterback than Josh Allen due to like experience and just quarterback ability, I believe. And I mean, you can't really. It's it's been shown, you know, that you can't really count a Deshaun Watson team out if the game is like in a manageable position because he has shown the ability to bring his teams back and to make huge plays and to like come up with the clutch plays when they need it. So, you know, I think it just it had a lot to do with quarterback play and. Um, Texans probably came in in the second half with a better game plan than they had in the first half. It's funny you bring up quarter, quarterback play. Stats on these games are quite alarming. Deshaun Watson, 20 out of 25 for 247 yards and a touchdown. And that's not even including his 55 yards rushing. Um, and then you look on the other side, Josh Allen, 24 for 46, 264 yards, no touchdown, no interception. That's a lot. That, I mean, that's that's throwing the ball a lot. I mean, I, oddly enough, I know he has the one. Uh, he actually has the one touchdown for uh, for Buffalo. He's he's got the receiving touchdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, so looking at looking at that, I, I I do look at maybe some mismanagement there. You got a lead. Um, why are you not rushing the ball? Why are you not burning that clock? Um, you know, instead you're throwing it you know, for less than, uh, or slightly, slightly, I'm sorry, slightly above, um, 50% and, um, but still not striking, um, where, where you should, uh, yeah, that, that's something that I kind of question overall. I mean, they, they, they ran the ball, what a combined 21 times, um, you know, for, between their backs, um, did you watch the know, game? How are they run? How are they running the ball? Like when they actually were running it, though. Not not great, but 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 even even so, when you got when you got a lead, I mean, either you're going to try and step on the throat, which obviously it's what they try to do, but to no avail. I mean, they, they got they got field goals and and that's it. Like I said, there's only one uh, only one. So obviously they weren't overly efficient as far as uh, the actual execution of really anything. But um, but it's one of those things where. Uh, the, the reason Ryan and I is much chagrin, by the way, is uh, we may have placed a, a wager on all four away teams to actually win their games, um, which would have paid out pretty darn, pretty darn stupendously. Uh, obviously, the Titans' uh, money line would have been great. The Vikings' money line would have been great. And then uh, the other ones just would have been favorites. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good bet that we had to uh, go awry because the Bills blew it for us. So, so there's our <laughs> sadness. That's our sadness of the week as far as that goes. Uh, so that's I, I why you hate the Bills. That's, hey, that's, that's, why, that's, why if I, that's why anybody that jumps through a table in the middle of Buffalo 
Um, I'm, I'm hoping they also uh, suffer a small, a, just a small contusion, nothing light, life-threatening, but I want them to, to feel the pain for the next three to five days. Um, well, the, the, but yeah. the, the last guy that they just showed a video of doing it, it looks like he's going to be feeling the pain for, for quite a while. He, like, rolled up is, on his, like, neck and stuff. Is that the group chat one I sent in there? I don't, uh, I didn't, I didn't see, I don't know, but he like he bare, like he was on a tailgate and he didn't even really jump that far off, and he jumped on this like table that looked like it was like one of those big plastic ones and it didn't fold or anything and he hit it and rolled and like his head got neck got kind of got caught on the ground and he rolled over his neck. Jesus. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think I'm looking at this one right here. It had the tailgate down, throws the elbow, kind of overshoots. Yep, yep, that's the one. Got it. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, um, that being said, overtime rules. Saints are a little salty that obviously they we got to end it on a on a touchdown like the rules currently state. Do you? Um, and and a lot of people get like this when when their team loses in the in the overtime of any game of in in the NFL. Do you feel that the NFL should adopt newer overtime rules? No, I think they got it right when they said that you have to score a touchdown to ultimately win the game. You know. Like, I think having a team be able to, like, just get in the field goal range and kick a field goal and win it, I thought think that's a little cheap. But if a team gets the ball, goes out, drives down the field and scores the first, there's no reason why they shouldn't shouldn't get the win, in my yeah. opinion. So, what, what, no, you, I don't think they should change it. I think they got it right. Do you um... – I'm not exactly. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. If you if you definitely like you said, go down and score the touchdown. I'm cool with it. But if um. But if would you would you be against if they just flat out said, all right, we're going to adopt the uh, the college football rules. Ball's going to start on the 35 yard line, um, and you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go from there. You score a touchdown. Uh, what if you said if you score a touchdown, you have to go for two, no matter what. There is no there is no kicking the extra point, so you don't get the unlike uh, college football where they have the three uh, the third touchdown rule. Yeah. What, so I what, just, what if what if I, I think I don't want I don't want the NFL to go to the college college rules. Sometimes it just drags the games on drags the games out like too long, and yeah. it puts people at risk of getting injured and stuff. And yeah, you know, I just I think they should just keep it the way they they the way they have it right now. Okay. What what about for the regular season? Should ties still be a thing? You know, that's a that's that is a tougher one because it it's always it always sucks to see a game end on a tie. You know, it just it and doesn't that, make any sense. But, have we had one the last two years? The Vikings were in I one think, last year, and then I think there was yep. one this year, wasn't there? I think so. I don't remember who the one this year was, but yeah, I do think the Vikings. I think they do. Well, last year I can't remember who though, but you know, I think I think maybe they should just adopt the playoff rules for overtime for the regular season. Honestly, and then it ties like complicate things when it comes to like standings and stuff, and just. Get rid of the ties. We had two tie games last year, one tie game this year. Um, prior to that, 2016 had two ties. 2014 had a tie. The Vikings seemed to tie a lot, oddly enough, against the Packers. Um, they had one in 2013 also. Um, let's see. And then prior to that, it was pretty sporadic. But... Um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious as far as uh, as far as that goes. I kind of feel like, uh, yeah, I would like I would always like to see there be a winner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think that would always be uh, beneficial. But then also, they obviously the NFL does strive on the fact that those fun tiebreakers at the end of the year, depending on this team winning, this team losing. I mean, look at the last week this year where there's I think it was like 64 options on each way on each side that could have affected the season or uh, seating uh, overall. Jeez. So it, it was pretty crazy. Like there's, there's some great text where it's like, okay, if this, ter- if this team wins, this team wins, this team, and this, this is how the seating go. Like it was, it was pretty intense. Um, but 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I kind of wish they would go full on with these, uh, with the overtimes. I, I like the, I like the college football overtime. Like I said, I think if you want to cut it down, you just make the two point conversion mandatory. Um, yeah. you know, if they, if they score a touchdown, you have to go for two. There is no, um, there is no extra point if you score a touchdown. If you need, if you if you if you get held and you gotta you gotta kick the field goal, kick the field goal. Obviously, that you can force that next overtime or go for the win or whatever. But, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, just because again, also I like it. It's it's entertaining. I think uh, I think every fantasy geek in the world would be super excited to see if uh, their team went to the you know, and, and suddenly you have uh, you know three extra touchdowns on your quarterbacks because they did you know three sessions of overtime. Um, you know, it'd be, uh, it, it could be, it could be pretty intense. I, I, kind of, I kind of dig it. Um, but yeah, what, I, I want to go back to the Vikings game. Like, what did you think about the, the last play and the controversy with the offensive pass interference? Yeah. You know, here's what I'll say is I think, I think they're both handsy. I think, yes, he quote unquote extended the arm, but I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was a full straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't have been mad if they called it. I wouldn't have been mad if they didn't. How about how about that? Or since they okay. didn't, you know what I mean? How about that? Yeah. I could see them. I could see the reasoning either way, and and, um, you know I. It's. And but you know they they made their choice and and the, and the officiating crew said hey they, it wasn't enough that they felt that it was truly truly detrimental as far as the uh, the contact that was made and 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 even then like he kind of it's just one of those things like NFL doubled down on it the Saints lost on it and you know I'm not uh, it's hard for me to, to cry tears for the Saints when you know you go back again you can look at the history of the the Vikings and Saints games and that's. Uh, it's always marred by some sort of unique controversy or, or, or play at this point. Like you had the miracle, you have bounty gate, you have this now. I mean, it's, it's truly, yeah. a, you know, like it's par for the course with these two teams, but um, you know, we've been on both sides of it, man. Like this time we won out on it last time, you know, Brett Favre didn't get a, a roughing the quarterback penalty or, or, you know, a flag like thrown the his worst. Way the worst pass interference call I've ever seen in my life probably in that game when do you remember what play I was talking do you know what play I'm talking about where Ben Lieber Lieber was in coverage and the ball was like way overthrown and he didn't even touch the like the, the receiver or anything and they called him for pass interference because he didn't turn his head around but he didn't touch the guy or anything and the ball was like way overthrown it was like one. Of, it was yeah, you know, I, you know what, I do remember that. I do remember because it, it was it was it sailed over the head. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that one. And he did. It uh, was like the worst pass interference call. But I, my opinions on, my opinion on the plays, I feel like it was a good no call because if you if you look at the play, Kyle Rudolph kind of beat him off the line, and then yeah. he started grab he started grabbing Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. And Kyle and Rudolph, like, t- like Kyle Rudolph, kind of like kind of did a push to like get to get to get him off of him because he was already grabbing him so I think it was a good no call because they both were kind of they both were fighting with each other and Kyle Rudolph was yeah. just able to get better position yeah I and I so. agree I, I I do I do agree it's a, it is a good no call because just like you said and just like I said they were both getting a little handsy with each other just because of the off the line thing absolutely you're absolutely right um so obviously going into next week, uh, we got some pretty good games, and I think honestly, the matchup that we got um, is probably a little more beneficial for us than uh, than than you know facing. Uh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would want to face the Seahawks. Um, no, because we just don't play good against the Seahawks. Doesn't matter so, what happens. So the. Obviously, we get to see, we get to see uh, on Saturday. We get to have uh, the Vikings and 49ers. Should be a good game. Niners obviously playing really well this year. Uh, where do you see this going? What, how, how how do you think we're going to match up against these 49ers this time around? Oh man, I, like the biggest thing for us is going to be if we're going to be able to stop their like 
their pass rush. You know, because their secondary can be beat, but they do have a top-notch pass rush, and that could be bad news for us because our offensive line is probably one of the weaker part, parts of our team, especially when it comes to pass blocking. So they're going to have to figure out a game plan to get Dalvin involved and to not get uh, Cousins just dropping back and standing back in the pocket. They're probably going to have to get him, like, rolling out and, like, moving around and stuff around because if they just happen to just drop straight back to pass, he's probably going to be a sitting duck. And I mean, I think yeah. I'd like their offense. Their offense doesn't scare me too bad. I mean, they have some explosive running backs, and Jimmy Garoppolo is is pretty good. But I think the way that our defense line has been getting pressure lately can kind of can cause um, pretty much anybody, any quarterback, to to turn the ball over. So you know, it's. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a pretty good game, honestly. Better game than a lot of people think, and I don't think the 49ers are gonna come out and crush us because I think our defense is gonna keep us in the game. Did you see? Speaking of uh, defenses, as far as uh, keeping us in the game, um, first of all, I want to do give a big, big ups to our defense because we definitely held probably the most potent offense that was in the um, uh, in the playoffs to 20 points. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we were obviously. You, you think of the Saints, and then you look at our secondary, and you think we're going to get destroyed. I mean, let, let's be honest. We were going in all, all a little somewhat defeated. We were, pre- we were prepared to be uh, watching other teams play in the playoffs, not the Vikings this week. So, yeah. um, you know, what did you think about? There's a couple times I think I saw they put four, four ends on the line. So, like, yeah. you had Everson Griffin, that. Hunter... Um, I think they threw in uh, Weatherly and Jarbrough. Like they threw in, a, they kind of mixed it up on them a little bit there, and and they weren't going down. So like, they're trying to figure out who's going to be the Mike, and and it was interesting, just interesting to see that try to try to do that against obviously the veteran quarterback to really try and play with the uh, the coverage there. Um, yeah, that was interesting. And then another I, thing they had to do too is they had to put Zendejo in the slot. Like Zendejo was covering slot receiver and. Like he's been a guy that I've like ragged on for being terrible in coverage, and he played he played really well in the sl- covering the slot, which was surprising to me. Yeah, sorry it, to cut you off. No, you're 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 absolutely right. And that was that was there was definitely some some interesting defensive step ups there, and and definitely I'm proud of the defense this week, man. Like if you like if you want to talk about earning your stripes, man, they definitely did it. Um, Let's see. On the other side of the uh, the Saturday game, we got the the Titans uh, at Baltimore. Uh, you want to talk about another tall order for a defense there? I, I'm obviously expecting my Titans to go home this week, but uh, I will be pleased if uh, if they somehow uh, pull up the upset of the century uh, to to make this occur. Um, the Titans, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, who let's be honest, should be the MVP this year. Um, if uh, if everyone's got their heads in the right place, uh, do you hopefully see Bill Polian isn't vo- hopefully Bill Polian isn't voting on the MVP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, leaves them out on the uh, on the All Pro ballot. That's uh, that. What a crock! Uh, what a bitter! What a bitter! <laughs> he's just he's mad because his prognostication on on him was wrong. You know, and and you know what? Yeah, exactly. That's you know sometimes uh, people got to let things go, man. You got to big up people that earned it. Lamar Jackson's earned everything right now, man. Like that, give that kid his shine. Like uh, especially for for a team like Baltimore, who should have been in their rebuilding year. Um, and and to be honest, I was one of the many people that said, you know, with the, with the talent they picked up, I said, ah, you know, it's probably gonna be Cleveland's division this year. Oddly enough, and and they un, they, they underperformed. The, the the Ravens looked awesome. The Pittsburgh is is looking like. Um, uh, somebody's favorite soap opera um, when it comes to their team and, and, and action. So like, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely something special. Uh, cool to see them. Um, obviously you got uh, King Henry with the, with the rushing there. Um, 
could be a lot of a lot of ground yards on for this game depending on how things go. I'm curious to see if they can if how how Tennessee is going to scheme um, against such a mobile quarterback um, and how they are going to do their best to not get beat um, by allowing him to run to set up his passing ability, and that's going to be the big 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 difference maker there. Um, on the flip side, obviously the Tennessee Titans got to be able to put points on the board um, outside of the rushing game. You cannot be that one-dimensional against the Ravens because um, they have they have legitimate defensive um, balance. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see um, how they attack this matchup overall. Is there anything special that that lines up for it for you? I th- I think this is going to be an interesting matchup because. I think Tennessee has the the ability to keep Lamar Jackson off the field. And, you know, the best way to stop Lamar Jackson is to keep the, keep the defense um, on the field by playing how Tennessee plays with running Derek, uh, Derek Henry and pounding the ball and get, keeping their time of possession up there and, just slowly driving the ball down the field. I think, I think if they can do that, then they they stand a really good chance. Yeah, you know, I did, actually I was just kind of looking at some scheme things, and uh, Derrick Henry last week he carried the ball six times between the tackles for 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 twenty six yards, so four point three carries, not too shabby. Uh, the rest of his twenty eight carries were outside the tackle box for one hundred and fifty six yards, five point six yards per carry. Five of those runs were ten yards or more going to the outside. Um, it, I, I mean, here's the thing. Even if he's still allowed to get 4.6 yards per carry on the inside, that's still huge. Uh, allowing for a third and two or a third and three is definitely more than manageable, and it allows you to really do whatever you want to do, either run it with him or pass it. Um, yeah, it, it, you're right. If they, can keep, if they can keep Lamar off the field, that is their best chance to keep, um, to keep him on. Uh, to, or to keep them uh, off the board. I mean, that's just that's just the facts. Uh, it's going to be a. I think it, it could be a very fun game, but it could also be one of those games that gets out of hand quick. Um, in regards to the final four games that are that are currently occurring, uh, the Sunday matchups are are pretty uh, pretty interesting. The evening matchup we get to see obviously our Green Bay Packers against the uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Packers getting to host that one. Uh, how do you think that one's going to fare out? Yeah. Uh. That one, man, it just, they have a history, too, you know, the Packers and the Seahawks, and I feel like the Seahawks always play the Packers really well, and I th- I think th- I think the Seahawks could go in there and upset the Packers, like, I'm, I think, I think I'm going with Seattle in the upset at Lambeau. Yeah, you know, I kind of like that myself. Um, they have played them tight. I remember they played them on a great game um, last, if I recall, it was last year. Um, it was definitely a very back-and-forth game, too. And uh, I think that was an Aaron Rodgers-led comeback, if I recall. But it was, um, yeah, it should be a very tight game. should be very fun. Definitely worthy of the night game um, for uh, for Sunday night there. Uh, the early game, I think this is the one that we're probably going to be uh, – over maybe overlooking uh, the Chiefs, obviously coming off some good rest for for some of their players, definitely needed, and um, obviously get Patrick Mahomes against uh, Deshaun Watson here. What what do you think is going to happen for this game? Oh, man, it's, uh, Arrowhead is always a tough place to play because they're playing at Arrowhead, right? Yep. So. The home field advantage definitely goes to the Chiefs, but they're nine and a half point favorite right now. But their defense is kind of leaky, and you know it's gonna come. It's probably gonna come. Obviously, probably the more the most important match part of the matchups is quarterback play with this with these two teams, and obviously it's gonna come down to who has the the better game between Mahomes and and Watson and if Casey's defense can hold up I think I was I think I think I'm going Casey I'm going to go Casey also 
Um, I do give a little credit, though. I'm, I'm curious to see if J.J. Watt, obviously coming back, uh, you know, a second week after after all the rest that he's had, um, if he's going to be able to make a difference on, on a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's, again, also capable of being mobile, but he can throw the ball, like, from his – his his ability to throw is as I feel like that uh, that of Steph Curry's to shoot when he's healthy. Um, yeah, well, you he, know, just, like he makes he, quick decisions too. Like yeah, he, and that's he gets the, the ball out very quickly. Yep, and that's the thing that quick release that quick and, and he can throw it for he can throw it anywhere and that's that's yeah. the thing I don't know if anybody's gonna get to him to to make it uh, to put the pressure on him that's necessary for them to, uh, to to them to make it happen and I think again you uh, you know you look at. Um, this is the offensive equivalent of, uh, I think this, actually this matchup when I look at it is probably the offensive equivalent of um, the uh, Saints versus Vikings. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. they have all the weapons on one side as far as it goes. Deshaun Watson's a good, uh, a solid quarterback as far as, uh, as far as ability goes, a little more balanced um, with his ability to run than, than, than a guy like Kirk Cousins. But, um, but I, again, I, I don't, I don't see them going into uh, Arrowhead and, and getting this win, just like you said. Um, so it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting uh, uphill battle for for the Texans to try and um, try and make it happen. And I got to be honest, if you if you had to come back against Buffalo, who did not who put more field goals on the board than they did touchdowns. What are you gonna do when a team like Arrowhead? What you gonna do, brother? When uh, when a team like Arrowhead can can literally just rain them down from from anywhere? Yeah. Um, There's not the, much you're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. I and I just I don't I don't know if I have the the faith in that. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet set of games. I'm excited to watch them all. Um, the you know I. I, I'm gonna pretty much watch all of Saturday, and then uh, I'll watch the Sunday night game, the Chiefs Texans game. I think it'll be it could be fun to watch, but it doesn't interest me. The Packers won because obviously um, it's an NFC game, so whoever are uh, we can have Vikings Packers for a third time with the winner going to the Super Bowl. How crazy is that? That's that's pretty crazy. Like, like think about that's that's. You want to talk about border battle ramifications, man? That's that's huge. Woo. Yeah. Scary, you know. Um, and then I, you know, I look at uh, actually as far as other cute games goes, right? You got the Tennessee Titans versus the Texans. You could have the old uh, Oilers, you know, the old Houston team versus the new Houston yeah. team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. And then, you know, there's the, uh, you know, you could have. You could have Niners Seahawks, which would be awesome too. Obviously, great third time for the year, divisional rivals, awesome. Uh, actually, the, the all these games, the next level of these games all seems really interesting. Um, yes. Uh, for 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 the the all the intangible options that could be um, the ultimate, uh, and I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers because this is the one I'm hoping for. Uh, Ryan said I got a 25% chance of it occurring. Um, it's probably less than that when you factor in the uh, the fact that. Uh, um, they're the underdogs again, um, but we could have Titans and Vikings in the Super Bowl, and I'd be the happiest man on the planet. Um, but uh, but again, just the fact that uh, I don't think I think there's only been three wild card teams to actually win uh, a championship, let alone uh, how many wild card teams uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of Minnesota teams, obviously. Uh, we got to Ryan talked about starting off the year with a good 2020. Uh, we actually started the year off really good in 2020 as the uh, the Golden Gophers rode that boat and um, and took on the Auburn uh, the Auburn Tigers and took it to a W uh, in the Outback Bowl 31-24 um, in in solid form. Uh, how'd you feel about that game watching it, buddy? Oh, it was pretty awesome. There there were some uh, there were some tense moments. Where, like, we had a pretty pretty sizable lead, and then Auburn started making a comeback, and they had that one touchdown. It looked like it was like a blown coverage or something, and a guy was like wide open and caught touchdown pass. I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Yeah. But they just the Gophers kept with it, and they stuck with their game plan, which was like to run the ball down Auburn's throat, and they did that. Like, did you watch the game at all? Oh yeah, no, it was uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. Man, dude was just 
uh, a bowling ball. Dude killed it. Yeah. Like those on the last drive when we were trying to kind of salt the game away, he had those that huge run on third down. Yeah. I think it was like third and like it was third and long, and he ended up getting like a 15 yard run on third and long or something, and then he had that that one big the like final like like run that they really had the run where he ran like got about another like 15 yards and like ran like moved the pile like five or six yards or something crazy <laughs> oh yeah no it, it was it was it was it was absurd uh and uh the fourth down I, catch the fourth the fourth down catch where tanner morgan was pressured and had to throw kind of throw it up because he was thrown off his back foot and the tight end who was who had had like two or three catches like the entire year made that ridiculous one-handed catch to like get them a first down on on fourth down that was crazy like yeah oh it was awesome i on a side note like i've never seen a coach on an opposing team look so pissy gus melzahn wanted to i swear complain every play of the game and and i'm kind of curious about that like he, he he there was there was nothing positive about uh about his uh his his body language uh, on the he's sidelines losing, during this an game. He's an SEC SEC team that's losing to Minnesota. Like yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're abs- you're absolutely right. And and it's it's really interesting. That's the that's the other thing is I look at these SEC teams and it's, um, you know, in Auburn, you know, Auburn. A lot of people are like, oh, they actually hung with LSU. You know, they only lost by three or, you know. But at the end of the day, they lost. They lost by they, they lost two games from the regular season. Also, you know what I mean. So, yeah. you know they they can they can claim all the moral victories they want. Uh, the one that I get tired of with the SEC tropes and the media though is when they say, "Oh, that bowl game didn't mean anything to them." Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, that's like, really dumb. Oh, we're the we're the best. We're the best there is. You know. Oh, we're superior over everyone. Ah, they, they, and then they lose to a team like Minnesota, or when they lose to any really anybody in a bowl game. Oh, they uh, they didn't want to play. They didn't care about that bowl game. You know, we care about championships. To, you know, yeah, if we're not try, in the yeah, championship exactly. game. Then we don't care. Yeah, no, you know, like uh, that doesn't that doesn't float my boat, man. Like you, you, especially especially when you're up against a ranked team like the Gophers, who who uh, this year. I feel like they they've earned a lot of stripes. All right, yeah, I know Wisconsin lost the the Rose Bowl in the uh, to Oregon, but uh, kept it competitive on the last play uh, though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, kept, exactly, it? kept it competitive. Iowa went out and beat USC, so their two losses are against teams that that hung with their their Pac-12 equivalents. Um, and then obviously again we handled our Big Ten. Now I'm not going to be all crazy and say that we would beat Ohio State because. I'm not sure that would happen. I still think it would be interesting. I think the spread would have probably been about 17 points. And here's what I would say. I would say the Vikings, or not the Vikings, the, uh, the Gophers would keep it close against Ohio State. I would yeah. say that. You know what I mean? I don't think they would win. I think the talent is too, de- too deep on the opposite side, mm-hmm. um, especially when they play similar styles of football. But, yeah. but I hate the SEC thing. I hate it. So I'm glad that Auburn lost. All right. I'm gl- however, I'm also glad uh, Alabama beat the piss out of Michigan because roll tide roll. But uh, it, it's one of those things, man. I, I just I'm, I'm proud of the Gophers. They did something that you and I have never seen. Never. You know what I mean? Like it, it's special. a lot of people awesome alive. Season. Nobody alive has seen an 11 win Gopher team. 1905. You know, nobody alive. You, if there's a 116 year old person, 116 year old person from uh, from from Faribault, Minnesota, uh, then then you know what? I want to tip my hat to them and say, you know what? You might not remember the game, but you were there. You know, <laughs> I, you know. I, I actually, you know, now I got a now you know, the thing that really curious the thing that gets me really curious. So, so you said 1905. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to look at the 1905 Gopher football schedule. So, oh, 1905, man. Does it even go back that far? Can you find the info? I, I got it right here. I got it. Is it we were the dominant. Farmer's Almanac? We, we were dominant, okay? It's the Farmer's Almanac of college football? <laughs> this is from uh, Gopher Sports website. We were 10-1 and one that year, actually, so we weren't even we weren't even an 11-win season. Uh, let's see. Let's see what our losses to. First, I'll look at the loss because that's going to be the most important thing. 
the loss was to Wisconsin in a 12 to 16 game. Yeah, Wisconsin, fuck off. Damn Wisconsin, I know it, right? Uh, the first, the first game we played was against uh, in the in the record. It just says Twin Cities High School. So we played a high school team for game one. <laughs> we, beat, we proceeded to beat them seventy four to nothing. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to that. Then we played uh, something called Pillsbury slash Shattuck. So I think that's uh, what now is Shattuck St. Mary's. Uh, so we'll call Fair that ball. a second. Fairbow. Uh, there's the Fairbow game, baby. <laughs> I knew it. Shattuckson Fairbow. <laughs> so uh, 54 nothing for that one. Uh, we played St. Thomas, North Dakota, Iowa State, Iowa. Um, we played Lawrence. I don't know what Lawrence is, but it's definitely not Kansas, Kansas. probably. It's, it's not. It's not Kansas though. They would. They would say Kansas if that was the case. So we played Lawrence, Wisconsin, South Dakota, Nebraska, Northwestern. So. <laughs> We got some good quality wins in Nebraska, uh, Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> uh, quality loss in Wisconsin, and we drummed the uh, we drum we drummed the high school teams that we played at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to 1905. No, I'm not going to dog them too hard on that schedule because I think everybody played that uh, everybody played that high school team in the early uh, the early 1900s. Um, <laughs> So uh, that being said, uh, shout out to the, the Gophers who are going to definitely who will definitely start the season ranked next year, and uh, if they aren't, uh, we riot. Simple as that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll be ranked, and I think they're. Uh, I mean, their recruiting is already getting better, but I think yeah, we're, this, we're, I think know, this win's going to help it help it get even better. Like, I mean, it's. Oh, it's just, it's it's a good time to be a Gophers fan. Yeah, you know we're an eleven win team. We have a coach that's already signed an extension. Um, he sucks. Get rid of him. <laughs> I hey, I don't know. He's I I've never said that. Too millennial for me. Uh, I've ne- I've definitely never said that, but I'll de- I'll definitely I'll definitely say that I'm offici- officially a believer at this point. Um, uh, but. Uh, you know, dudes, dudes had the trophy case pretty solid. That's all I can say about that. Like, I mean, we've had, we've had the governor's bell, we've had the jug, we've had, we've had the axe. You know, so he, he's always kept something in the case. And uh, now we get to add a New Year's, uh, a New Year's bowl trophy to it while we're at it. So, uh, big ups to, uh, big ups to the coach there. Uh, as far as that goes, um, other quick little topics here. Uh, Isaiah Thomas throwing out a game less than three minutes uh, in. Uh, for reportedly pushing the referee um, this coming off of, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, the, the getting thrown out of the game for going into the stands after the fans were shouting obscenities to him. Um, uh, how do you feel about Isaiah Thomas and his, his current, um, um, well, we'll call them on the court issues um, in relating to, but, but still being somewhat outside of basketball. What, what do you think of these moments? Well, I don't know. I didn't really see the, I don't, I didn't really see anything with the referee, I mean, I don't really care about him going to the fans because fans fans need to be checked sometimes because sometimes they they run their mouth and write write checks that they can't cash. So I think sometimes it's kind of good for players to be like, "Hey, what'd you say to me?" You know what I mean? Just to kind of, I mean, because yeah, I, I I I couldn't like it would be it's really hard to put up with people like trashing you all the time and I mean sometimes they just go overboard and sometimes they need to like kind of be like called out or be like confronted about it because I mean yeah a little heckling is okay but they shouldn't be allowed to like heckle certain ways or say or say certain things you know and a lot of times no one says anything to them or they don't get properly like disciplined so it's kind of I don't know. I, I like I don't have any issue with with that, and I didn't see what he did to the to the referee or what happened to the referee. So I guess I don't really know. So it, it about was a, that, but I'm sure the referee was, pretty, was probably flopping. <laughs> the referee was flopping. I like that. The referee was flopping. Um, yeah, you know, it, I, I agree that, that definitely 
stands definitely need to be checked. I'm glad it certainly wasn't a malice in the palace thing, but he definitely went directly into the stands um, where, you know, all, all it would have took was one person to push them and it definitely could have gotten um, a lot more sketchy than, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot more sketchy really quick as far as that goes. Um, yeah. Then, uh, oddly enough, uh, speaking of fans that are going in the stand, uh, the jazz band, I don't know if you heard about this, but the jazz band that got um, uh, the lifetime ban from the, the arena for uh, the, uh, the heckling that uh, he gave Russell Westbrook uh, mm-hmm. last season. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where did he call them boy or something or told him to kneel and call them boy? And... Yeah. So, so apparently uh, he's now suing uh, Russell Westbrook and, um, and uh, essentially the total comes down to a hundred million dollars is what he's trying to get um, for the, uh, for, for being banned and, and obviously the, the iterations that have occurred. Um, I think this is one of the most, uh, most absurd things uh, on the planet. Um, I hope this gentleman, uh, obviously, you know, uh, let's see. Oh, him and his girlfriend are suing, seeking a total of a hundred million uh, in compensatory uh, and punitive damage, alleging defamation and infliction of emotional distress. Um so obviously the the interesting thing that came uh, they're they're suing the jazz and uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, let's see and uh, and pretty much saying he was wrongly accused. Uh, the jazz have already had a statement said that uh, it's a baseless organization. Uh, it's baseless, and they're going to defend it. So uh, there's also um, let's see, you know, they're pretty much saying that. Uh, He's heckling. The heckling that he gave him was the same kind that many other audience members uh, in the section did. So he's kind of running with the. Oh, they were all doing it. Uh, they were all doing it mode. So kind of a, a cute gimmick as far as that goes. Doesn't really help much. Uh, but pretty much, he obviously doesn't like the fact that being flagged as a racist publicly, and um, and and, uh, and obviously they can't go watch the Utah Jazz play basketball. Uh, it, I I. I Kind of happy to see that he's uh, trying to raise a fit, but I'm, I'm hopefully I'm hoping that uh, this is the case where the big guys win and uh, and this guy gets to eat a, a crap sandwich of uh, of his uh, of his words. Uh, would you Would you agree? Yeah, like him him suing in the first place is excessive, but him su- trying to sue for like a hundred million dollars is like. Super, super excessive. Like I, that just that blows my mind that he's trying to sue Russell Westbrook and the Jazz for that much money, like because you can't go can't go watch basketball games anymore. Like it just it doesn't make my, any sense to me. It seems like super petty and probably just a way for him to get in the news. Uh, ridiculous. Speaking of, yeah, speaking what of a uh, joke. <laughs> speaking of ridiculous, uh, have you uh, received any awkward text messages from Adrian Broner lately? Oh God, he. I heard about that. How does he not? How does he not know how old she is? So obviously, I think she was like 13 years old when she was on uh, Doctor Phil, and she uttered the the ever so uh, the ever so forever phrase. Catch me outside, how about that? All right, so uh, obviously when she said catch me outside, how about that, she was like 13 years old. Now she's obviously got her own little reality show gimmick or, you know, became a rapper in the meantime. Um, So she's 16 years old, and apparently in response to a photo that she posted on Instagram, he texts a message to, uh, (laughs) texts a message, or or direct messages her, essentially tries to slide in the DMs, if you will, and, uh, just to tell the tells that girlie to try and text him. So uh, <laughs> she calls him out on it. Not only does she call him out on it, but she responds. She screenshots the picture of the uh, the, the the text message, but then puts on the Akon music video uh, locked up. So <laughs> Adrian Bronner, Adrian Bronner gets 
comes back and says, I thought she was grown. It's Instagram's fault for not having ages on these profiles. What are your thoughts on this 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 moment here? Classic Adrian Broner. Like I don't I don't know how he didn't know how old how old or how young she was. Like it's crazy to me. Like do you not keep up with do you, did you not know who she was or do you not keep up with like any type of news? Like I honestly don't think he was trying to get at some underage, like he knew that she was underage and he was trying to get at her. I, I honestly thought, didn't think he knew and he just looks like a fucking idiot now. Even more. <laughs> uh, like, I, I just think it's great that she clapped back with the, the Akon locked up. Yeah. And, uh, and I gotta be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to give her a 10, eight round on that one. Uh, Daniel Bergoli definitely caught him outside and uh, catch me and, outside. And, How about that? You know, we'll just we'll just say bad baby got it. Yeah, she definitely got the ten eight round on that one, uh, which coincidentally is eighteen points. Uh, unfortunately, she is sixteen. Uh, Adrian, you gotta you gotta you gotta wait a couple more years. Um, yeah, kind of kind of absurd. Uh, so going from absurd, we're, we're we're gonna wind down. I know you're gonna have a real MVP this week. I know it can't be fantasy football related, so I'm gonna play the sounder in a second. I'm gonna let you come out with the real MVP, and then uh, and then we'll take it home for the night. Uh, after these playoff games. So here we go. I don't have a real MVP. What? What? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He shook me so hard. <laughs> Damn. So I guess I guess my real MVP will be as uh, my guy uh, Shannon Sharp likes to call him likes to call him now. I'm gonna go with uh, Kinfolk Kirk for for my real MVP for <laughs> making two the, the two of the biggest two of the biggest throws. He. The two biggest throws he's made in his career, like, were the game ceiling throws for for us. So, he's my real MVP. Maybe now some people can stop asking for Case Keenum to come back and be our quarterback for a week. Jeez, oh, is he really calling him Kinfolk Kirk? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> I got a love hate relationship with Shannon, man. I I don't know what I feel about him sometimes, but man, that's funny. He's a Le- I know Kirk. why you don't like him because he likes LeBron. That's why you don't like him. No, no, he's a big, that's Le- not, he's I, a big LeBron dude. Like, hey, I'm I'm I've my my qualms with LeBron are not his abilities overall. But that's a discussion for a whole another time. We maybe maybe we'll do uh we'll do like a. Uh, We'll do a barbecue and a call out session where we're, we're gonna we're gonna call out all the weird takes that we've had over the years, and then bring them back up, and then we have to defend our position and see if we've evolved on them maybe. Um, but uh, but obviously my real MVP is definitely gonna be Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 182 yards, uh, and the touchdown against the New England Patriots, the dynasty. Um, you know he gets to you know stomp that potentially out. I know. Um, we we talked about it ad nauseum earlier in the show, uh, but again they could not stop him. And uh, he again, you know maybe may, obviously I feel like um, I feel like Lamar Jackson should be the MVP, but I feel like I would not be mad if Derrick Henry stole some votes at the very least because that dude that dude's played his ass off all year. And honestly, I think the Titan, the, the Tennessee Titans have won like eight of the last eleven games, which is kind of absurd. So um, uh, yeah. So shout out to Derrick Henry. That's my real MVP of the week. Uh, Elijah, anything you're looking forward to uh, coming up here shortly? Uh, I mean, it's not shortly, but Wilder Fury's coming up. Um, obviously, next week play next week's playoff games. Um, that's really about all I can think of with, off the top of my head right now. How about you? Yeah. Uh, same boat. Next week's playoff games are definitely going to be the um, 
the the big uh, the big one for me. Um, as far as boxing, uh, as far as things to be on the lookout for, there are going to be the uh, you do have Clarissa Shields uh, versus Ivana Habizin uh, for the ten rounds for that vacant title. Um, that's actually occurring this uh, this weekend coming up here. Uh, that's kind of the first big one. Um, you got the light heavyweights and Jesse Hart and um, and uh, and Joe Smith Jr. Um, taking place on the 11th. So a couple a couple nice ones upcoming here. Otherwise, yeah, the next big one is going to be Deontay Wilder uh, versus Tyson Fury, and then uh, the following week you do got Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas, uh, both occurring in late February. So shout out to that leap year fight um, for uh, for for Vargas there. Um, we might have to figure out uh, uh, some uh, what you call maybe we have to drive down to Sloan, Iowa. Uh, January 17th and see Vladimir Shishkin against Ulysses Sierra and Shohan Ergushev versus uh, Adrian Estrella uh, could be could be some fun ones down in uh, Sloan, Iowa for us there if we want to get, get a little funky with it. Um, that would be funny. Yeah, it's a it's a Showtime fight apparently, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about that that card now that Probably I look at it. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take a little. Uh, I'm gonna take a little peek at that full card, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe we slap together a little, uh, a little roadie for uh, for next weekend, or uh, two weekends from now. And uh, mm-hmm. that being <laughs> that being said, it's Sportscast Radio. Uh, be prepared for tomorrow, I believe, when Ryan and Alex dissect the uh, the weekend that was um, for New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, 14. They're going to talk both nights, the New Year's Dash, um, and uh, and he he touched on it earlier where he had given more five star matches um, in, in two nights than he did I think all last year. So um, get ready for a fun one with the guys from WrestleCast Radio. Make sure you follow them on the Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, and uh, other than that, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful evening. And shout outs to 2020.